0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. This is Wags. Joining me as always is Dane. And uh, Dane, Packers eight and three, and we are getting ready for uh, another NFC East divisional showdown, and it's going to be against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Dane, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Wags. Uh, I thought that. Last week's win over the Bears was just what the doctor ordered. Um, we talked, going into that game, would the Packers play with urgency? Would they play with energy? The answer to those questions was yes, <laughs> resounding yes. Um, and I, I expect that to carry over this week uh, against the Eagles. This is a game last season that was, um, I thought, remarkably disappointing, an otherwise pretty solid season for the Packers. And um, you know, we, we we dropped one last year. I, I expect this year that the the Packers come out swinging. The Eagles have had quite a bit of struggles, but they're they're playing in an awful bad division, so they're they're still fighting for a playoff spot with a three win season this late in the year is pretty remarkable. But Wags, I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm excited to break this game down because I think that uh, this is going to be an exciting game to watch, and I really like our odds this week. Absolutely. So just uh, logistically, folks, we are recording this on a Friday evening, and Dane and I, after a long week, both decided to crack open a couple of beers. So, Dane, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking an Ale Asylum here uh, from uh, the the great city of Madison, Wisconsin. I'm having an I, IPA, and uh, I'll tell you what it's it's just what uh, what I needed after a long week uh, uh, during Packer football. Wags, what are you drinking? Uh, yeah, so I've got a uh, Luau IPA. So, folks, we haven't talked a lot about this, no. but I've been kind of just. Uh, traveling around the country. So I am recording this live from an island in southern South Carolina. Um, I'm on Disto Beach. So uh, it's a nice 75-degree uh, day here. And so I thought a Luau IPA would be most appropriate. It's from a Terrapin Brewing Company uh, just over the border in Athens, Georgia. So Dana is quite delicious, and I am definitely enjoying uh, the nice warm temperatures for this time of year. That sounds incredible. Uh, I, I, uh, it's a little warmer there than probably here in a good old Wisconsin, but we've got a bit of a heat wave, Wags. It's in the 40s today, so uh, you're, you're missing out. Get your Bermuda shorts ready. Well, I am in shorts and a t-shirt right now. But more importantly, I feel like the Packers are starting to heat up again after that performance last week. So let's uh, dive right into this, shall we? Uh, We've got a, a, you know, I think a team, when you look at the records, the Eagles certainly are struggling quite a bit. But they're right in the thick of it in this this crazy NFC East division. Uh, so you know that they're going to be coming out and giving their best effort. And heck, they came into Lambo last year and and uh, I think stole a victory from us. So uh, they they should have the Packers' full attention. Uh, and they still got a lot of talent on this roster. Yeah, they do. I and and that's where I mean I think that's a great jumping off point, Wags, because. They have a, they have a lot of talent on this roster and there seems to be a lot of dysfunction going on, uh, there in Philadelphia. I mean, Doug Peterson, their head coach, Packer fans that are our age or older will remember Doug Peterson as the long time backup quarterback to Brett Favre here in Green Bay. Um, but I mean I I look at what they're doing and I think inconsistency is the name of the game with the Philadelphia Eagles this year because when you look at the names on the roster, they've got a lot of talent there uh up and down the roster, but um I think it all starts really with their quarterback position. Carson Wentz has just for lack of a better term, been pretty bad this season for them. He's not making the throws, he's got happy feet. He looks um he he looks like he's really regressed uh, as as a uh, a threat and I thought after a, a couple really encouraging seasons for them um, he just doesn't look like he's gotten better and in fact looks like he's gotten a little bit worse uh, than in previous years so Wags I mean um, if you're okay with it I think we dive right into this Eagles offense and I gotta ask you what the heck's wrong with Carson Wentz because he looks exploitable uh, in this uh, leading this Philly offense? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. So some of it might be game flow. He's obviously the franchise quarterback, and uh, he's got that that pedigree and talent level. I think when you look at him, he's still got that big arm. He's a big guy, um, really good athlete. Um, He he had some pretty solid seasons uh, in his first few seasons, but I don't know. you know, a few seasons ago, he was, he probably had his best season and and, uh, early on was really looking like he was, you know, a potentially a top 10 top five level quarterback, um, but hasn't really been able to get there. And I think the biggest problem for him this year is he's just been getting pressured like crazy. Uh, The the Eagles have given up the most sacks in the league. Uh, He's been sacked 46 times. So that's just really tough. And, And I think, It's interesting when you look at this Eagles offense, on paper, you have to wonder because uh, they've been really effective running the football, but they haven't really run the ball that much. Um, They've been uh, heavily tilted towards passing. Now, I know they've been behind in a lot of games, uh, so you tend to throw the ball a lot more when you're coming from behind. Uh, That can also lead into a lot of those sacks because, as you know, when the defense knows you're going to throw the ball, they can pin the ears back. And put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, so it, it seems like there's probably a little bit uh you know of situational uh, football, and, and they they may have manifested themselves in some bad habits for Carson Wentz, but I'm sure he's probably pretty frustrated when he's trying to do everything he can to put the team on his back and bring them back and be competitive in these games, uh, and he's on his back more often than not. So is he forcing the football a little bit yeah probably is he does he have some happy feet uh, I don't know too many quarterbacks that wouldn't uh mm-hmm. if you're getting sacks at that rate so uh, you know they I think uh, are going to really be looking at what they were successful against the Packers last year, and that was running the ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try to take some pressure off of Carson Wentz this week and establish that run game and try not to be playing from behind. It could Because if they can limit the turnovers, uh, get that run game going, and force the Packers to slow down a, a rushing game, uh, which they haven't really been able to do all that much this year, Uh, then that's going to be where they could kind of turn it over to Carson Wentz. Um, So if I'm Philadelphia offensive coaching staff, I'm looking at all the ways I can get Mike Sanders, uh, a heavy dose of rushing attempts early and often in this game against the Packers. Weggs, that's awesome insight. Uh, It really is. And, uh, You talk about that offensive line. uh, I mean, it's been musical chairs for them this season, and um, I gotta tell you, so um, the Packers should be licking their chops. I think going into this game, the Packers' defensive line. Um, So it it sounds like Jack Driscoll has been named the starting right tackle this week. Um, He is a fourth-round rookie. Uh, they've been playing musical chairs at that position. Uh, Jason Peters, who uh, at one point in his career was a phenomenal tackle, has been kicked inside at right guard after a ton of struggles. So, Wags, right away, that's what I'm circling this week as something to keep an eye on is that right side of the offensive line. We have a, a, a very aging Jason Peters now at guard. We have a rookie fourth-round pick Jeff Driscoll at right tackle, Um, you've got to expect that the Packers are going to uh, look to exploit that side of the offensive line and really try to collapse the pocket on Wentz and really blow things up before Miles Sanders can get going. Absolutely. On the Packers' side of the ball, um, it is interesting. I don't know uh, how worried we should be, but Sedarius Smith is listed as questionable for this week. So is that something that uh, could potentially limit what the Packers are able to do, um, you know, getting after Carson Wentz? And, and again, I think it's going to be one of those situations where the Packers are going to have to do something to at least limit or slow down this Philadelphia rush offense, uh, because if they're unable to do that, Uh, And Philadelphia is not getting in third down situations very often. Uh, They're going to be in a much more favorable uh, situation. I don't think Philadelphia is going to be too concerned about going for it on fourth down. In fact, (laughs) they go for it on fourth down more than almost any team in the league. Uh, they haven't been terribly effective on third and fourth down. Uh, they've only been at about a 35% conversion rate uh, on those downs. So I think it's going to be incumbent on the Packers to slow down Philadelphia on first and second down, uh, force them into those third down situations. And then whether the Zedaria Smith is ready to go or not this week, they're going to have to turn up the heat on third and fourth down. They can't uh, rush three or four guys every time and expect that, uh, they're going to be able to get home, even against the beleaguered uh, Philadelphia uh, offensive line. Uh, I, I would I would really hope that this defensive coaching staff uh, keep the pressure on um, and it, it run some additional stunts, not necessarily blitzes every time, but we've got to be able to give some different looks to this inexperienced uh, offensive line and a group that isn't all that used to playing together as they've been cobbling things together all season. Wags, it came out this week that Doug Peterson, uh, the head coach uh, of the Eagles, uh, has been giving up some of his play-calling duties uh, and spreading the wealth uh, a little bit there uh, due to their uh, recent struggles. Um, Does that surprise you? Do you think that we're going to see anything different than we've seen out of the Eagles uh, so far uh, this year? And I guess also Jalen Hurts, the, the number two quarterback, it seems like they're trying to mix him in a little bit more uh, in recent weeks, a la uh Hill uh, from the Saints. So I guess what I'm wondering is, do you expect to see a little bit more out of Hurts? Do you expect any trickery from the Eagles? I mean, uh, it seems like some of the creativity in Philly that they used to have on the offensive side of ball has gone by the wayside, and they might be looking to maybe heat things up a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think it's almost a do or die situation for them right now. I mean, granted, uh, they could lose again this week and still be, you know, a a game out of first place, (laughs) uh, which is crazy. But, uh, you know, at a certain point, they've got to try to get some some things going, uh, and they haven't been able to do that. So, um, on the other hand, you try to do too much trickery, they – they can't even really, you know, keep things consistent, just playing, lining up and playing regular football, uh, for lack of a better word. They've turned the ball over a ton. Uh, they, they can't protect the quarterback. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, sometimes those trick plays can blow up and, and that's where things can go south in a hurry, but. It, Doug Peterson seems like a uh, high-risk, high-reward type coach, if we know anything about his history. So I feel like you're probably right. He's going to be willing to roll the dice a little bit here, shake things up, and, and see if they can try a few different things to to maybe get a explosive player or two um, out of some different looks against this Packers defense. So they've got – some some real talent. I mean, when you look at the some of the names on this roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, there, there's an impressive resume. I mean, we mentioned Miles Sanders. It sounds like Zach Ertz uh, has a, a real chance of playing this week. Dallas Godert uh their 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 backup tight end and heck even Richard Rod- Rogers uh we're we're celebrating the five year anniversary of the uh miracle in Motown or the Motown Miracle uh Hail Mary Rogers to to Rogers and in, in, you know and in, in Richard now is in Philadelphia. So they've got a pretty deep tight end room. Travis Fulgham, who was in Packer Camp earlier this year uh his, 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 has turned in some real big games, Elshon Jeffries, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, the list goes on. They got some talent on this offense, Wags. Are there any guys that you think the Packers in particular are going to be looking to take away? That's a good question. I don't know how many guys this defense have particularly taken away from opposing offenses all year. So that would be kind of a first. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to get negative here, just Stating reality, Dane. Which 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 impact offensive player have the Packers played this year that they've taken away? I, yeah, I, 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 hear yeah um, I hear you.
1: Yeah, I hear
0: you. If I were the defensive coaching staff, I'd be starting with Zach Irfs. Um I think that's the guy that you know can really hurt you, when you know, he's just a smooth tight end, not the fastest guy, but really good hands, runs goods routes, um, got size. I've uh, got an excellent catch radius. He'll go down to the ground to catch the ball. Um, you know, he's been up and down as a red zone threat. Uh, they haven't necessarily looked at him uh, in the red zone a ton over the course of his career. Um, part of that can just be because defenses have keyed on him so much. Um, so I, I think I would start there. Um, this wide receiver group. Might be one of the worst in the NFL. Um, I think that's another, uh, thing that you could point to <laughs> that you could, uh, I really, uh, talk about with, with what could be causing some of the struggles for Carson Wentz at quarterback. Um, with all respect to, uh, uh, the guys that they have. I mean, you look at Travis Fulgham, he was someone that the Packers had on their roster this summer and he gets cut. And now he's started for the Eagles and he's had <laughs> a, a few nice games. Don't get me wrong. I think coach LaFleur talked about it in his press conference this week. Uh, he, he likes Travis, but you know, they just didn't have room for him. Uh And he said, hopefully this isn't a week where he gets revenge on the team that passed him up. Um So, you know, um and Alshon Jeffrey, I think his best years are behind him. Um, he's, they they just really have some trouble uh, with drop passes, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's got to be Zach Ertz, and, and uh, for once, uh, if, if the passes are able to slow down an opposing rushing offense, this would be the week to try to do it because yeah. I don't know if the Eagles have a lot of options uh, if they're not able to effectively run the ball. That's so good. I mean, you're, you're, you're so right. And I, I gotta think, uh, do you think we see a a heavy dose of Raven Green this week again with these tight ends in there? I mean, I, I gotta think that the Packers are going to be throwing six defensive backs out there, uh, just to try to match up. I, I'm a little nervous about Christian Kirksey right now, uh, in some of these coverage situations. I thought last week was a pretty rough week for him. Um, in coverage for the Packers and uh you know I, we we've had these struggles over the years at inside linebacker the Packers inside linebackers and in coverage um, have their struggles. And again, I don't want to be too negative either, but um, I got to think that the Eagles are really going to try to exploit the Packers down the middle of the field with these tight ends because not only is Earth likely to play, but then I think Dallas Goder is actually one of the emerging tight ends in all of the NFL. I know he's not a starting tight end uh, technically, but the Eagles love going to the tight end, and that makes me a little squeamish going into this week. Yeah, um, that's a, a you know a very traditional play action uh, type of position, and it's uh, that goes back to running the ball. Uh, so if if they're able to to be efficient on first and second down and, and pick up five, six, seven yards a pop, um, that's I think that's what he'll try to do. Uh, make yeah. the Packers uh, make the Packers stop it. Um, just try to be smash mouth and you know, uh, pick up yardage every time they can. I don't think they're going to hesitate to punt the ball. They've got a, a solid defense. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, certainly they know they're going to have to put up points to keep up to this Packers offense this week. Uh, but, um you know, they match up. I think they probably feel like they match up pretty well uh, against this Packers defense, um despite some of the limitations that they have offensively this season. Yeah. No, you're spot on. I, I think um and, and we'll talk about the uh again the Packer offense and the Eagles defense momentarily, but I really think you know, all the position groups, uh, you know, all the all the um the wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, I really do think at the end of the day it's gonna come down to a game of the trenches. Um is Kenny Clark and company uh going to be able to um dominate the line of scrimmage like they did against Chicago. I, I thought that the defensive line last week against the Bears overall played a pretty strong game. Um, I, that, that big run early in the game for the Bears was a miscommunication, and it, it was a more of a defensive breakdown, um, missing the, the the gap responsibility there. So, Wags, um, I think that it's going to come down to, it, are we going to be able to uh, impart our will defensively on this Eagles offensive line. And if we're able to do that, and if we're able to get out to a, uh, an early lead, it's playing right into our hands because I don't think that the Eagles are going to have a, an opportunity to hang with the Packers. If Carson Wentz is back there, dropping back 40 plus times this week. I completely agree. Hey, just a real quick, quick question for you. Do you. Chris Barnes back practicing this week. He is listed as questionable, but if he's ready to go, do you think he's going to get some – some run here um he 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 did some stuff for us uh, early this season we haven't seen him out there recently but do you think he's someone that we could keep an eye out for this Sunday I I'd, I'd love to see it I mean I know you and I have, have really been impressed by him I and mean, he does not play like an undrafted rookie whatsoever. I think he's earned a spot, you know, uh, going forward on, on this defense one way or another. Um, just got off the COVID list, so it, it's going to be great to have him back out there. I saw last week Oren Burks was actually out on the field a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball than I had anticipated. And I got to think that that partially is because Chris Barnes was unable to go this week. So, or this past week. So legs, that's a good point. Uh, I think that uh obviously Kirksey's going to get uh, a lot of run. Kamal Martin will continue to get his snaps, but I uh, would not be surprised whatsoever if Chris Barnes gets a few reps in there and, and they can see what this guy can do. Uh and, and I think that, you know, he does have some of that sideline to sideline mobility, uh, that lends itself well to uh, a matchup against the Eagles. Yeah, and, you, you know, your, your guy, Preston Smith, who you named as X-Factor last <laughs> yeah. week, great call, call of the week, um, you know, obviously g- came up big. What do you think he could do to build off of that? I mean, we talked to – we don't necessarily think of momentum – in football from game to game as a thing but certainly confidence can be a factor so do you think that that was something that Preston needed I mean you saw that he wasn't out there and the coaches maybe have to light a little bit of a fire under him in terms of Rashawn Gary earning extra opportunities and he's out there and getting extra snaps and getting the start ahead of him yeah is that something that you know, you think will be ultimately a positive for Preston Smith moving forward, uh, just based on how he responded, or do you have some concern that there could still be some inconsistency from him? Weggs, how interesting was that last week? Rashawn Gary gets the start. It's the Darius Smith and Gary. And then, you know, partway through that game, just when we really needed it to, I thought, put the game away early. It was like glimpses of last season. The Darius Smith in the backfield forces the fumble on the quarterback. Preston Smith swoops it up. Smith brothers, you know, attack again. Uh and, and put the Packers up, I, I, I think that it was a great motivational factor. Um, I love that this coaching staff was not afraid to um, do something like that. I also love that Preston Smith is such a professional that it clearly didn't impact his play. I think a guy with a a less um, strong mentality would have sulked, would have had a problem, you know. And I think Preston Smith said, you're not going to have me start. I'm going to show you all this week. Um, I also think that scheme had a lot to do with it. Um, Preston Smith is a phenomenal pass rusher let the man pass rush. And I thought that last week we were able to see him do that a little bit more. And I think coming into this week, we need to allow to see that again. I want to see him pin his ears back and go after uh, the the Eagles quarterback. And I, I actually think that Preston Smith is primed for another nice week this week. And we're just scratching the surface. I think we're going to see a nice end of the season for Preston. And I actually think that he's going to be imperative to us going deep in the playoffs. I think the Smith brothers are just getting rolling again, and we're going to see more and more like we did last season. Yeah, I love it. And on the flip side, how motivating is that for young Rashawn Gary? Yes. Look how hard he's been working. And the has said, you know what? You earned it. You're all playing this guy. I, we don't care how, how entrenched he's been at the starter, what he, how long he's been in the league, how much money he's making. Go out there, young man. You earned this opportunity. Um, and I don't think there's certainly any ill will between those guys. I'm sure no. Preston's looking at it like, you know what? This young man has been working hard, and he's been getting it done. I need to step my game up. So um, But you've got to think that uh that's a win-win situation right there. So I love the way that that worked out, and good for Preston Smith. For responding in a positive fashion, as you said. Yeah. So, uh, Dane, any other, any other items you want to hit on with this Eagles offense or the Packers defense this week? I don't have a lot on this side of the ball wags. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a, a fun matchup. I, I think that if we're able to take away the run game, like most weeks, but this week, I think truly, if we're able to take away the run game and, and you're forcing that quarterback to sit back there, um, the pocket's gonna collapse on him. I just think that we have too many, uh, too many guys that can get to the quarterback routinely for Carson Wentz to be able to sit back there and pick this Packers defense apart. So I think that, uh, um, I'm comfortable with where we're at, but with a very serious caveat that Boston Scott and Miles Sanders and, uh, you know, and others are, are, aren't able to, uh, run at six yards a clip because if they're doing that against us and we're not able to, to close um, it could prove to be pretty damning for this defense. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think this is the week I know that they, they picked up uh, Anthony rush waivers. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, is could he be a factor and get some snaps this week as well on that defensive line? Big guy. I think everyone was talking about how big this man is. Um, so uh, they could probably use him out there to plug some holes. So we'll see. Uh, do you, but it'll be interesting to see if he's out there for some snaps as well. I got to think he's playing this week, Wags. I mean, I, and I agree. I saw the pictures of him, and I went, holy cow. I was looking at Packer uh, uh practice photos uh, from throughout the week. And I was like, who is this guy, you know, with the new number? And I'm like, that's Anthony Rush, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think that it, it's exciting. I think he's going to have fresh legs. Um it, He's going to be a guy who can get down low and just stop the run. I mean, we are in a very privileged position, I think, as Packer fans. For, for all the challenges we've had on the defensive side of the ball, we have some pass rushers. What we need are are some big boys up front that can just clog some lanes and stop the run. And i got to think that Anthony Rush is going to get his opportunity to do so this week. So uh, I was really excited to see that we were able to land him because I think that, you know, he's not flashy. He might not even get a lot of tackles because that's not necessarily the role. But what I think he can do is help eat up blocks. And, and, and allow for Christian Kirksey and our linebacking corps to be able to swarm around the ball and, and make some plays. So I'm glad you were able to mention him today because he, uh, I think he could be uh, one of those under-the-radar signings that Gutekunst has really been able to make over the last season or two. Yeah, Anthony Rush, 6'4", 361, that's what he's listed at, Big, big boy, I um, mean, he's going to be wearing number 79 for the Packers. So uh, keep an eye out for him. He, to your point, he may just need to line up and lean forward uh, and, uh, and not be moved out of the middle of that. Way. Uh, if, if, if he can do that, I think uh, I like the speed and the guys behind him to come up and make some plays. Wags, when I saw him, I'm not kidding, you say 79, I thought, is that Ryan Pickett? Do you remember him? <laughs> Big Pickett fence? I yeah. was like, that looks like Pickett fence to me. And I mean, I love Pickett. So like, same kind of body type just a big boy up front. So, like, let's lean on some dudes and stop the run. Absolutely. So um, let's flip over to the offensive side of the ball. And I think one thing that I'll mention, there's not a, a ton to go over on this injury report this week. So that's why we didn't really talk much about it, that on the top. But Corey Lindsley has been ruled out. So um, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, it, are you expecting that we're just going to go ahead and see Elton Jenkins line up at center this week? Yeah, Wags, I think this week, every week until Corey Lindsley hopefully is back for a deep playoff run. Um, and I think maybe, uh, all year starting next year. (laughs) I think that, uh, I think offline you said he, Elton Jenkins, is looking like an all pro center. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that we are looking at a potential of Bakhtiari. Um, you know, we're going to have Lucas Patrick, Billy Turner, Elton Jenkins and and John Runyon Jr. at left guard going forward. I think that this is kind of a youth movement we're seeing on this Packers offensive line. Um, but they've been so darn good this season. Um this this is a, it's it's impressive, Wags, how good they have been uh, both in the run and the pass game. Um I think that why why if it ain't broke don't fix it Elton Jenkins at center it seems to be making an awful lot of sense absolutely and you know what he it's, it's not that I was speaking hyperbole about him no. looking like an all pro I mean honestly how when you can be an impact player at that center position and he just looks like a natural there um and and with his ability to move guys out of the way as a run blocker and the excellent feet that he has, it takes a lot to be able to snap the ball and, uh, and do a, a, an effective job uh, of being a, a, both a pass and a run blocker. Uh, and that's not an easy job to have. Um, the biggest question will be, is he able to make the calls um, on, on the offensive line? I think with the experience we have, and, and certainly with Aaron behind center to help with some of those uh, calls that can make a, a big difference, too. Uh, and, and Elton's got some experience. He seems like a very bright guy. Uh, doesn't seem like he misses assignments. So I've got a lot of confidence in what he can do up there. But this is a talent, um, you know, we've said we both love Corey Lindsley's game. Uh, so yes. this is taking nothing away from him. But Elton Jenkins looks like, you know, a a just he just looks like a difference maker at the center position. Corey Lindsley played at a very high level in his career with the Packers. But Elton Jenkins kind of pops off the screen uh, playing as a center position. That's the difference that I think you see uh, with him there. So uh, we hope Corey gets healthy because he can still contribute to this team this year. But um, I'm very, very confident in what Elkin can do. And uh, you know what? When John Runyon Jr. has stepped in and played to the level he has uh, at that guard position, uh, you've got to feel pretty good about what this offensive line will be able to do this week. Um, and, uh, coming off a game, Dane, when you said it, let's run the ball, 39 rushes for 182 yards against the Bears. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty solid front line. We, we know they didn't have a team mix last week, but, uh, this is going to be a solid, uh, defensive line in the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, so what can the Packers do to keep that run game going? Because, uh, if they're able to replicate that, I, I get this goes back to what they were doing those first four weeks of the season. How can you stop this Packer offense if they are able to run the ball like they did? Yeah. So I mean, legs, this is a, a stat that I thought was pretty remarkable. Um according to ESPN, the Packers rank first in the NFL in both pass block win rate and run block win rate. That's wow. incredible. That's incredible. Wow. Right? I mean I, I I uh I credit Packers Wire uh for an article on that, but I I, I just I mean you don't see that in the modern-day NFL, where, especially with some of the, the turnover that we've seen, I mean, we're down Lane Taylor, now we're down Lindsley. Uh, it, it, I think that the Packers found an absolute gem in John Runyon Jr. Uh, You know, the big kid left tackle out of Michigan, playing guard at the NFL level. Um, they found a guy. Uh, he, his dad was good. Guess what? His son's good. Uh, he, he, he's that kind of guy who doesn't seem phased when the lights are on him. And it's not too bright. He's been comfortable all year when, when put into position. And, uh, as, as we all know, it's glaring when there's poor guard play, uh, at the NFL level. And that just has not been the case with John Runyon Jr. Um, Weggs, I think this week, what, what actually happens here, it all starts up front with Fletcher Cox. Uh, he's been, uh, out for a couple days. He's a limited participant today, uh, uh, at practice. He's their all-pro, uh, nose tackle. That guy is as active as they come. And I am so excited to watch Elton Jenkins versus Fletcher Cox. Uh, I think that this is going to be one of the highlights of the season. I know, Wags, that this isn't um, one of those matchups that is, you know, huge on paper that everybody's talking about. It's not. It's not a Slay versus Devontae Adams, um, but I think this very well could could prove uh, the game. Is Fletcher Cox, the older guy, the veteran defensive tackle that's done it for years, is he able to get the best of the young guy, in Elton Jenkins, or is this where Elton Jenkins? is able to show um, you know, that he truly is uh, deserving of, of all of this praise that he's receiving. And I think that this is a week where he's going to be able to do that. Um, I think that Fletcher Cox uh, is a one-man wrecking crew, generally, in the middle of this Eagles defensive line. Um, but this week, Wags, I think that uh, Jenkins is going to have uh, a, a really fine game uh, against him. Um, it's almost a blessing in disguise. Uh, in some odd way that Corey Linsley uh, was out last week because we're not asking Jenkins to get thrown into the fire. Um, I think we know this week that he's going to be playing that role. And I think from a mental perspective, he's going to be even that much more prepared to be able to take on such a big uh, priority uh, like Fletcher Cox. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to be watching that line. And, Weds, I think early on, first, second quarter, we're going to know pretty early who's winning those battles at the line of scrimmage. And, uh, that very well could determine the entire game. Absolutely. And, and honestly, it's, it's an interesting, I love that you highlighted that matchup because, um, you know, again, uh, Corey Lindsley's played very, very good football, for yeah, the in his career, but he's not the most physical guy as an offensive lineman I think he's 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 better as a a pass blocker than he is the run blocker Um, Elton Jenkins I mean that guy likes to mix it up (laughs) so (laughs) in a way you couldn't have a better guy lining up at center this week so I'm not saying that the uh, Packers are happy Corey Lindsley's out this week but uh, sometimes the guy lining up directly across from, uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, in, in this case, it's Elton Jenkins direct lining up directly across. And he's going to get support from, from both Lucas Patrick and, uh, John Runyon Jr. Uh, but those guys can come in and support, but, uh, don't, don't be mistaken. Elton Jenkins is going to be bearing the brunt of that matchup. So, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, that is definitely an underrated and key matchup to be watching for. Um, they've got some other guys along this defensive line. I think. You know, another guy that hurt us in the matchup last year a little bit was Brandon Graham, um, at yes. the defensive end position. Uh, but, you know, Malik Jackson, um, somewhat another guy, big guy, uh, plays defensive tackle, uh, right, right next to Fletcher Cox as well. Um, so these guys like to mix it up and, and you know, with defensive coordinator Mike Schwartz, uh, they're going to be very aggressive. Uh, they're going to be sending their linebackers. They're going to send tons of blitzes. They don't care how smart. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is pre snap. They live and die off pressure on a Mike Schwartz defense. And he's played a lot uh, of matchups against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was with the Lions for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys are very familiar with each other. Uh, you mentioned Darius Slay. I think he's going to follow Devontae Adams all over the field. Uh, so if I'm defensive coordinator, Mike Schultz of the Eagles, uh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to attack, attack, attack. Uh, take away uh, and try to win that battle in the trenches, take away this Packers uh, uh, rush offense. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's going to be tough if, if Aaron doesn't have a lot of time to throw on their take And even if Slay is able to limit Devontae a little bit, which I don't think he's going to be able to do. Um, he's a darn good cornerback, but uh, Devontae is at another level right now. So, um, but uh, that's the, what the Eagles are going to try to do is, is, is maybe they can force the Packers into a couple of turnovers. Um, maybe they can get a few pressures, a few sacks uh, and some key third down situation and, and stop them just a few enough times uh to force a few punts for this Packers offense uh, and hopefully be able to control the ball offensively with their rushing offense. Um, so uh, it's going to be a very similar game plan, if I'm the Eagles coaching staff, to what they did last year uh, to be effective against this Packers team. Wags, on paper, Darius Slay, uh, uh, you know, we talk about the Lions. We've talked about the Lions a lot today. Um, Slay comes over from Detroit. Um, on paper, definitely a punch-up from previous seasons. Slay is coming off of one of maybe his worst performances. Probably, he would probably even say his worst performance in the pros. Uh, DK Metcalf from the Seahawks absolutely lit him up this last week. Um it's not going to get easier against Devontae Adams. Uh, Do you think that the Packers are watching that tape and going, we're going to go to the well as much as we can with Devontae early and see if Slay's able to rebound? Because, I mean, if I'm Coach Lafleur and and, uh, Coach Hackett and, and this offensive personnel for the Packers, I'm watching Slay and going, I mean, he's a talented Quarterback, but Devonte is at a different level, and I think we might be able to exploit him. And if we can exploit their number one corner, all bets are off this week. Yeah, I think you just hit on it. Devontae's at another level. I've, I've, this Packer team, look, they're, they're going to all respect the player that Darius Slay is. But they're not going to be afraid to throw the ball to Devonte. They're going to go at, go to him as much as they possibly can, no doubt about it. Um, it's going to be incumbent on Darius Slay to take his game to another level and try to limit that. The Packers aren't going to do anything to help the Eagles out or Darius Slay in that regard. So um, I expect that they're going to have their full playbook and they're going to go to Devontae um, just like they do every week. Um, they He's a big part of this offense for good reason and uh I would not expect to see anything different this week. Yeah. Uh other side, um Avante Maddox, uh the the other corner over there on the right side for the Eagles. Not very tall. Um i I believe he's listed at five foot nine wags. I mean, do you see an opportunity here? This this comes into play because the Packers have some very long and rangy wide receivers, uh, um, obviously Lazard, MVS, um, EQ. They're all tall, man. I mean, do you see that as a potential matchup problem for the Eagles? Because I, I mean, I feel like this season the Eagles defense has been solid at times. They are put in a difficult position with some short field, uh, presented by the offense time and time again. But that's another matchup where I just see on the other side somebody like an Avante Maddox. How does he match up with Alan Lazard or any of the other long, tall receivers for the Packers? Because, I mean, that's going to be a really difficult matchup because we've got some physical wide receivers on our end. Yeah. um, I I don't know. I think think height at the cornerback position is a little bit overrated, personally. Um, You know, I, I get your point. But, I mean, these guys they've got to get open first. So, you know, I don't care how tall you are. You can still, I mean, there's a certain catch radius. If if they're able to, to keep them in coverage and, and keep them from getting open, um, they're going to be able to win those matchups more often than not. So, um, uh, no, these other guys, these other guys are going to have to be ready to go because uh, as much as I just said, I don't expect Vera Slay to be able to slow Devontae down. He's got the capability and the skill level to take his game to a level that potentially limit him, especially if they roll another guy over the top and and give him some help, Um, which normally a guy of Darius Slay's caliber, you're not going to do, but maybe they do that this week Um, and really just try to take Devontae out to say, well, we've got Darius Slay and an extra guy. Um, Now, you know, and Alan Lazard and, and, uh, MBS and, and, um, EQ and go down the line. They're going to be asked to come up with uh, a lot more plays. So that's what a a guy, uh, that has that number one corner, uh, capability that Darius Slay can do is, um, if they, if they want to really game plan to take something away, uh, they've got the ability to do that potentially. So, um, but to, to go back to your question, the your discrimination against the height challenge, notwithstanding, <laughs> Dane, um, I, I, I don't think that's going to be a huge factor. Uh, I, I want to see these guys win, um, run their routes, um, be on the same page with Aram, uh, get open, uh, catch the ball, and, and just do their job. And I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. Uh, anything else on the offense side of the ball that you think that our listeners should be paying attention to? Uh, this week uh, with this Packers offense. I mean, this has been a prolific Packers offense. I mean, I can't believe we've talked this long. We got to mention him, Aaron Rodgers, playing an MVP level right now. I saw Vegas Wags uh, has Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes are, are the two most likely MVP candidates at this point. Um, we do a Packers podcast. We don't always talk about Aaron because He's Aaron freaking Rodgers, but, um, I mean, he's been playing out of his mind this season. He's missed a couple throws, but he's been playing like he's five, six years younger. His, his touchdown ratio is incredible. Um, I mean, can we expect more of this from Aaron this year? Because it's, it's like he's a man to vest some of these weeks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do to exploit some of the aggressiveness of this Eagles defense. So we talked about Mike Schultz. They're not going to change what they do. They're going to attack, attack, attack. Um, I don't think the Packers responded well uh, against a similar attacking style against the Buccaneers. So, uh, while I don't think the Eagles have the talent on defense that the Bucks do, um, in a one game matchup, you know, throw it all, all out the window. Uh, they can create matchup difficulty and create, um, you know, uh, situations where they're able to, force uh, the Packers' offense into some discomfort, shall we say, and, and potentially some turnovers, that can swing things in a hurry. So, in, in a way, I'm going to use a, a basketball analogy. Uh, when a team is high pressure, you've got to respond with pressure. So, um you, you called for potentially some screens last week. I yeah. think this week we could see a couple of situations where we see some screen passes uh, to either Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. I would not be surprised if that happens at all. Um, They've been doing a very good job of attacking vertically these last couple of weeks, going back to that Colts game. Um, So that's going to be something else that they can attack uh, against this Eagles defense is to try to attack them vertically. Um, And they've been able to protect Aaron Rodgers so well that um, as long as they're able to give him just enough time to make that throw – uh with his rhythm and his timing and his accuracy right now you just said what a high level he's playing at mm-hmm. um if they can give him just enough time uh, i think that Aaron can beat them deep over the top a few times this game as well uh, so if he's able to connect on some of those throws that can really limit the effectiveness of that attack and defense and that's how you beat them so um and that's that's i think what the packers are going to really need to try to do because um if they're not able to beat him over the top we talked about it going into the game against the Bucks. They'll just keep pressing up, and they will just keep – I mean, it, it seems like it just comes in swarms once they're able to win that advantage. I'm not talking about the defense in um, that attacking uh, mode. So um, while they're not the most talented defense in the NFL, um, they can cause some problems. So I think that's what the Packers are going to have to try to do to respond and limit uh, what the Eagles want to try to do to slow them down. That's really good stuff. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Jamal Williams. He's a guy who last season got hurt very early in the game on a on a pretty brutal um, hit. Uh, you, how important do you think he's going to be this week to this this not only the run game but also just what the Packers are doing? I think that he is almost unheralded uh with with how he is able to help this offense just flow, even when he's not touching the ball or the target. Um, what he does in the backfield, picking up blitzes, um, just his overall game is so important to what we do. Do you think that we're gonna see uh another week where Jamal's getting in the end zone like he did this last week? I sure hope so. And you know, he didn't really look like his normal so after he came off the COVID list. Yeah. Um, it took him a couple of games and even in the first half against the bears last week, he, he just didn't seem like he had quite the burst, but boy, was it good to see him get going in the second half. So um, I'm hopeful that he could carry that over. And, and yeah, with his, um, you know, uh, proficiency as a pass blocker, you don't really talk a lot about that as, as a running back position, but he just does the job. Uh, no doubt about it, Dane. So, uh, this is a week that he could play a key role um, in doing that. And uh, uh, hopefully he can come up with a, a big play and get in the end zone. That would be wonderful to see him to get out there and be able to dance a little bit, uh, getting into the end zone and scoring touchdown. Being at home back-to-back weeks. Um, I know the fans, we're going to have a few fans in there again this week. Um, very limited um, how important do you think it is that we just don't have to travel and that we're able to to stay at Lambeau Field for, for another week, fans excluded? I mean, just the, the lack of travel. Do you think that that plays into the Packers' hands, Wags? Do you think that that matters at all? I'm just kind of curious your take there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, last week was the first home game. I felt like they looked like they had a lot of energy. I, I mean, yeah. we talked to Ed Nauseam. Why that would be, we don't know. I mean, you could come up with a whole bunch of frivolous reasons. I, I don't know that there's any of them have merit. Maybe they do. Uh, who knows? Um, maybe they just needed to play, you know, roll out the barrel for Aaron. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. But, but whatever it is, let's just uh, bottle that and, and shake it up and uh, release at the beginning of the game this week. And, and hopefully we can go out, come out strong and get out in front because I, I feel like if we're playing ahead against this Eagles team that could be a situation where things could could really start to tilt in our favor um we've seen the Eagles uh what they've really been struggling with um and if they start to have to force things offensively the Packers are able to dial up the pressure um, on Carson Wentz maybe get a couple extra turnovers uh it could play out similarly to what we just did against the Bears last week Weggs, anything else offensively? Uh, I, I feel like we could talk all day about the Packers right now. I think we're flowing. Uh, it, it, but is there anything else offensively you want to touch on as we're, uh, as we're, you know, talking on this side of the ball? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, certainly <laughs> um, look at the job uh, Tunyon did. We didn't talk about him at all uh, going into this matchup, but we talked a lot about the Eagles' tight ends uh, you know, it makes his job a lot easier and he could be a lot more of a weapon when this running game is going. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So, um, you know, I think the Packers, they put some good tape out there. Uh, perhaps early on, we see some, some of the tight ends continue to get involved. Uh, so Sternberger could continue to get involved. He didn't get a lot of looks last week, uh, but he's been out there quite a few snaps, uh, particularly since John Lovett went down as he's been playing more in that each back and fullback role in the backfield as well as a tight end. So I, I think that could be something to look out for uh, early on and see if they try to get get some mismatches on that first level uh, to try to limit what the Eagles are going to try to do to attack and press the line of scrimmage with their linebackers uh, to attempt to slow down this Packers rushing game. Uh, that, that can be how they can put them on their heels a little bit um, and uh, make them have to pause uh, as they uh, cover the tight end at that first level as well. Weggs, well, I think it's that time. Uh, are we talking X-Factors here? Uh, I, I love this part of the podcast. Every week we uh, each select uh, one offensive and one defensive X-Factor that we think is going to impact the game uh, this week positively for the Packers. So I, I, I'm i going to defer to you to start um, Wags, who you got? I, I'm I'm always so fascinated by who and, and by the way, I have no idea who Wags is gonna pick right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um I'm gonna go in ahead and steal your guy. Uh we've been going back and forth on this. Um Alan Lazard, since he's come back from injury, he came yep. up with a couple of nice catches last week. Um, but I think this is the week where he has another Breakthrough performance. I yes. think he's going to have 80 plus yards. Yes. Six plus receptions. He's going to get in the end zone once, maybe even twice, Dane. Uh, um, I'm thinking we're going to get a big week from Alan Lazard this week. Um, I think the Eagles are going to be doing everything they can to key on Devontae Adams. Uh, and Alan Lazard's going to say, all right, I'll take it. Uh, thank you very much. I'll take that to the bank. Aaron will be happy to keep uh, number thirteen involved. Uh, so I'm going to go with Alonzo as my offensive backs factor this week. Great choice, Wags. The the Lizard King with with a, one or maybe a couple TDs. I love it. Great choice. Um, you know I'm going to go out on a on a deep limb. We have not talked about him at all today. Um. I'm going with our new guy, Tavon Austin. Wags. Um we, we haven't talked about him. The Packers added Tavon, uh, to, to the uh, active roster. Normally, I would say a, a brand new guy on the offensive side of the ball. He's going to need some weeks to get used to lingo, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Tyler Irvin, who's been playing kind of a similar role, um, uh, you know, has been banged up, but it looks like he's Practicing at least, you know, uh, partially this week, but even still, Matt LaFleur has a, a lot of comfort and knowledge of who Tavon Austin is. I think a lot of the, uh, the lingo with the uh, offensive playbook is going to be similar to what he was, um, knowledgeable about in both San Francisco and in, uh, with the Rams. And I think that he's going to come in this week I don't think that he's going to sit here and have 80 or 90 yards or anything like that. But what I think he's going to do is he's going to be able to provide a little of that motion for the Packers, some of the stuff that, um, even without the ball in his hand, is going to make the Eagles just kind of think in the back of their head. And you mentioned that screen game, Wags. I agree, the screen game is going to come out for the Packers. But I think Tavon Austin is going to get his hands on one of those footballs, and he's going to show a glimpse of that four-three-four speed that we all know and love about him. And I think he's going to have a big gain uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. I also think he's going to show a spark in the return game. Tavon Austin is going to be my offensive X-Factor, and we're going to be very excited to have him in Green Bay. <laughs> I'm just getting pumped up just looking at how fast <laughs> you are. Um, I would love it. Like um I wasn't even positive he was going to play this week until I, I saw Coach Menenga's, uh press conference, our, our special teams coordinator, uh, he wasn't exactly coy when the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, reporters asked him about Tavon Austin, if he would be an option as a return man. Uh, he was like, yeah, he's an option. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I, think yeah. I would agree. I think we might see him back there. Uh, maybe not as a full-time guy, but I think we'll see him back there <laughs> at least at some point. Uh, so I love that pick, Dane. If, if we're able to give them spark like that, look out, look yes. out. All right. So defensively, since you gave me the honors offensively, I will let you go ahead on the defensive pick first. Wags, I, it's, it it can only be one guy this week. Friend of the podcast, former Philadelphia Eagle, Shandon Showtime Sullivan. He is going to wreck the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, I, I truly believe it in my heart of hearts. Uh, I think Sullivan is going to just, be a maniac uh, against them. He's going to be all over the field. He's going to make them pay for letting him loose. Uh, I I think that He's going to have an interception this week. I think that he's going to have his nose uh in on the football. He's going to play sound defense like he normally does. I'm excited to watch Shandon Sullivan. I mean, what more can I say? I think he's going to make a significant impact. I think Carson Wentz is going to be feeling a lot of pressure from our defensive line. He's going to put one in the air and Sullivan's going to come down with it, and he's just going to have a a really solid game for us and continue to show uh, that progression uh, and why he is on the field as much as he is for this Packers defense. Dane, I think, you know, we talked about rules with X factors, and first of all, I've got to tell you, I love that pick. (laughs) And I think I'm going to... Break some ground here, and normally when we say that we steal each other's X-Factor, we would go to our next guy. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Double X-Factor. Yeah. Shannon Sullivan this week. <laughs> I keep my pick too. I don't care what y'all say. Uh, yes. Just, uh, we love Chandon, and he's just playing at such a high level. Um, and, and just, just so you know, uh, uh, Dane, you sent a message to Chandon uh, on Instagram. He responded, he's ready to go against the yes. Eagles team. I'm just, let's just say, he's ready to go. Um, he sent <laughs> sent us a direct message. He's ready to go. Uh, I can't pick anyone else either. I think Chandon, I don't know if he's going to get into an interception, but he's, he might force some fumbles. I, he's yes. going to do something out there. He's going to be getting tackled. He's going to be flying around, um, in control, like you said, but I'm so excited for him to be able to go and show this Eagles organization. Um, Hey, you shouldn't have given up on me. I am truly a, a rising player. Uh, in this league, and uh, you should have given me another opportunity uh, to continue my career with the Eagles. We know he's thrilled to be in Green Bay, uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'd expect him to come up and make some big plays this week. So I love that pick so much, Dane. For a first, we are going to go with a double X-factor on the defensive side of the ball, Shandon Sullivan. Wags! We're making history. I love it. And what better pick? I think that that is absolutely spot on. Awesome selection. Um, I think it's time for us to talk about score. Um, I, I, I'm going to defer back to you unless you want me to go first. I want to know who you got. What's the score this week? Yeah, I think the Packers do come out strong. I, I Listen, uh, the Eagles – They might keep things close, maybe a little back and forth. We could see like a a 7-7, 14-10 type score um, in the the first and second quarter. But I think the Packers are going to find an opportunity to pull away a little bit um, before the half. And uh, I think they will uh, come out and have another uh, strong second half performance. Uh, The Eagles may score a, a touchdown late. Um, But I expect the Packers to to be ahead fairly comfortably. I think this is similar to what we saw last week. Um, Hoping that uh, we get a full game performance out of both sides of the ball. Uh, Take care of the football will be key. Uh, But I think we can force a couple turnovers uh, from this Eagles team. Uh, We can take care of the ball. Um, And I've got the Packers uh, taking care of business and winning 34-24. to Oh my gosh, Wags. You are, that is a great choice, number one. And, uh, number two, you're gonna chuckle when you hear my score here in a second. Um but I, I, I love it. I think you're, I think you're like right there. Um Miles Sanders is a, a very, very talented second year running back. Um, he's also not been utilized the way that Philadelphia probably should uh this year. He's had a little bit of an injury issue, but, you know, he's very talented, but they're just not putting the ball in his hands uh all that much. That's going to be a detriment to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Packers' offense is going to continue to roll. Um, I, I think that uh, we have one of the best offenses in football. We're going to continue that course this week. Aaron Rodgers is going to be – Continuing that MVP type season, this is the week where people are going to be going. Holy smokes, Aaron Rodgers just put it through the air. Last week he had four touchdowns on 211 or so yards passing. This week, Wags, Aaron Rodgers goes well over 300 yards. We tear the Eagles apart on some big plays. Aaron Jones has a nice run game going. Um, what more can I say? The defense smothers. Uh, 38-24 Packers over Eagles. I think the defense uh, plays really good ball. Doesn't get a, uh, a pick six or a fumble return for a touchdown this week, but just keeps a short field and allows Aaron Rodgers to strike after strike after strike. Again, 38-24 Packers win. I love it, Dane. And, of course, we will say, just like last week, neither of us was all that close to the score, but, uh, neither of us were too sad to be wrong last week. So if we could get a similar, um, you know, uh, at 38-24, that's a, that's a big margin of victory. So, yeah. um, I would be pretty pleased, especially, uh, if it is a situation where we're up a few scores and Philadelphia just gets a late touchdown to make it slightly more respectable. So, Um, Yeah, uh, on paper, uh, this is a game that the Packers clearly should have an advantage. Um, I think when you get down to some of the matchups, the Eagles can cause us some problems. So um, this uh, Packers team is going to have to be ready to go right from the start. And uh, hopefully we don't see things revert back to a few weeks ago um, like we did against the Jags, uh, a a team that uh, we I think thought we played down to the competition a little bit um and that would not be something we want to do this week because the Eagles are not a good football team but they have quite a bit more talent than a team like Jacksonville does so if we play down to their level uh you never know what can happen late in the football game if we give them an opportunity to keep it close so um i like your pick very very much Dane <laughs> and, and i tr- <laughs> truly hope that uh, we see things continue to Role for this Packers offense this week. Wags, well, I mean, as we wrap this up, effectively, if the Packers are able to win this week, we're closing in on the division championship. We're up, we're up three games right now. Um, I think that the Eagles, while they have things to play for, they have three wins on the season. I think that this Packers team is mentally tough enough to understand what's in front of them, the opportunities that are in front of them. Um, it, it, it this is a big game. Uh we wanna take care of business at home and I think the Packers are gonna be able to do it. Um I just think that the the Eagles for they've been relatively solid on defense, but this is a week where they're just not gonna be able to keep up with this explosive Packers offense and we're gonna have that heck of a time. Uh I'm just I'm I'm ready to go, man. I wish it was Sunday right now. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um but we've got a couple more days to uh, look forward to it and salivate on this Dane and uh uh, folks thank you so much for listening uh let us know what your thoughts are going into this week send us your score predictions let us know who you think your x factors are going to be um if you agree if you've got someone else um if you've got a different score prediction we'd love to hear about that um overall we just love to hear about anything from, from you guys so thanks so much for listening you know where to find us on instagram and, and twitter and facebook um Dane, uh, I think that just about does it. So, as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.